startups, of course, are the focus of many a venture capitalist, not the least, Leo Polovets' partner in Suits of Ventures. He's written a handful of really interesting blogs uh, for those of us interested in the world of venture capital. But what the heck it is venture capitalists are doing with their time. Uh, Leo, uh, how did this, this start, these, these uh, three blogs you've, you've got up on the Suits of Ventures site? Um, yeah, so I have a, a lot of people kind of asking me, both you know, aspiring venture capitalists and also founders asking me about how venture capitalists spend their time, because I think they were kind of curious about it. You know, it's a little bit of no opaque black box. So I actually took some time and, you know, analyzed all of my meetings for the last few months, analyzed some of my emails from the last few months, uh, and then wrote up uh, a series of blog posts on my uh, site, which is codingvc.com, that kind of described where I spend my time and, you know, all the different things I'm doing day to day and week to week. I think I'd be terrified if I examined my time in that great detail. What, what, was, are you surprised by what you found? It was, uh, it was definitely sobering. I, I knew I spent a lot of time in meetings, but I never appreciated how much I spent, which turned out to be about you know, 25 hours a week or so. Uh, and it was also definitely uh, eye-opening to see how many emails I, I received, which was probably about 2,000 a month. Um, so talk to us a little bit. It's, it's interesting because I, I was just actually meeting with a founder of a company who's uh, uh, trying to fund a seed round right now. And uh, as you know, she's been giving the details of all these meetings with all these VCs over, over the course of, of many months. And uh, it does seem to be a, a bit of a black box. Uh, how much time do you spend talking to founders? How much time do you, how do you even find these people and how do they find you? Yeah, so in terms of time spent, uh, you know, I mentioned the 24 hour 25 hours of meetings every uh, week. And I think probably about half of that time is spent talking to founders where we're considering making investments. And so we're talking to the founders and doing our research on those companies. Uh, and then the rest of the time is pretty evenly split between trying to help the founders we're already invested in and uh, also kind of doing internal meetings uh, where we're discussing decision-making and where our funds should go and things like that. Um, so, uh, but again, back to sort of, yeah, please. Uh, I was going to say, in terms of where people find us, uh, it's kind of a mix. So I think sometimes people reach out cold. Uh, sometimes we'll reach out to them cold if it's you know maybe a sector we've been following for a while. Uh, most of the most of the meetings come through introductions from other investors, other founders we've worked with, uh, you know, friends, friends of friends, ex colleagues, kind of you name it. So, are you satisfied with your with your uh, the the uh, how many companies you get to look at, or the companies you're getting to look at? Uh, I mean, I would say yes and no. So I, we, we probably look at about 1,500 to 2,000 companies every year. And so on the one hand, that's a lot. And we end up making about 10 to 15 investments, which is about 1%. Um, so I think we definitely see enough companies to find 10 or 15 really good ones and a lot more that are you know, also really good, but maybe like not quite the right fit for us. Uh, but that said, I, I know there's also a lot of companies that you know, we never got to see and, you know, because I, I see other investors and other funds investing in them and I never even heard of the company. So I think we could always do more. Yeah, I, I would imagine that's probably the case. Um, as, as you start to look at, look at these companies, what happens in behind the scenes? Once you've, once you've found a company, you've got something interesting, you obviously sit down with the other partners at, uh, at SUSE Ventures and, and do what? How does that process work? Yeah, so uh, honestly, it's a lot of, well, on the, in the early days, it's a lot of uh, research. So we're talking to the founders, we're talking to experts in their space. Uh, we try to talk to their customers if, you know, if they already have some customers, especially if they're B2B companies. So we're just trying to gather data. Um, and then when we get more to the partner meeting phase, it's more about, you know, we have these internal discussions around, do we think this is a good investment opportunity? And I think the three things that, you know, we and also most venture capitalists look for are 
a big potential market, you know, something where a company could potentially reach a billion dollars or more in annual revenue if they could really dominate that market. Um, and then a good product idea for that market, so something that really solves a problem and is not just a nice to have. Uh, and then the third thing that we look for is a strong team. So, you know, people that know the market they're attacking, where they have the right experience in terms of, you know, maybe it's a mix of sales and technical experience, uh, and where they just have a really compelling vision for where their industry is going. And so we. And how many companies of, you do know, you think you, you look at every year? Uh, probably about 1,500 to 2,000. Uh, we, we look at about that many briefly, and then probably about four or 500 of those we'll dig in and look at closely and meet with them in person at least once. And I was, I'm sorry, so you had you, you 500 in-depth looks at companies after screening through a couple thousand. How many do you end up investing in? Um, probably about a dozen a year. It kind of varies between 10 and 15. Um, are you finding that they're, uh, are they tend to be focused in the Bay Area where you are? Um, yeah, I, I would say probably about 80, 85% of our investments are, are in the San Francisco area. And then the rest are spread out between New York, L.A., uh, a little bit in other countries like Canada or India or the U.K. And do you feel but that you... Silicon if, Valley... <laughs> Sorry, do you feel like it's necessary Valley for you to, when you're looking at these up. companies... Do you feel like it's necessary for you to uh, have a comp or have some, you know, or has it got to be a completely brown-breaking company that doesn't have any competitors in the space and are, is totally new but maybe therefore harder to value? Um, I think both types work well. I, I think, you know, the upside of somebody going after a groundbreaking space is, you know, often there's no competition. Uh, the downside is that, you know, it's hard to know if there's really a market there or if the company, you know, might be a couple of years too early, which is, you know, almost as bad as being a couple of years too late. Um, but I, I think if somebody's going after a market that's tried and true, that can still be really good. Uh, a lot of times, you know, we'll work with software companies, for example, that sell products to lawyers or logistics firms, and there's some software competition there, but not that much. And most of the competition, you know, their products are like 10, 20, 30 years old. And so I think modern software can actually compete really well in those spaces, even though there's already a lot of incumbents. And I, I would imagine it's about 30 seconds left here, but I would imagine that you also spend a lot of time with the founders themselves and trying to help them grow their companies once you've made that investment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I, I think a lot companies often have, you know, very company-specific questions. So, you know, maybe if they work with lawyers, it's something related to the law industry. Uh, but in the early days, we're investing when companies have, you know, 10 people or fewer, and they often have very similar questions around what kind of salaries should they pay, what kind of tools they should use, and we try to help them with that kind of stuff as well. Interesting stuff. Uh, I, I commend the uh, articles to you at the codingvc.com website because uh, it's, it's interesting stuff to sort of look at behind the scenes at a venture capital fund. Uh, Leo Polovets, a partner at SUSA Ventures. Thanks for your time. We appreciate it. You listen to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. I'm Corey Johnson, live at the Commonwealth Financial National Conference in San Diego. <laughs> 